Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 293. Rock of ages, truth divine, be thy strength forever mine. Let me rest secure on thee, safe above life's raging sea. Rock of ages, truth divine, be thy strength forever mine. Hymn number 293. scriptural will be given by Imogene from Australia. The Bible, Psalm. O my God, I trust in thee. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, 
whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Now unto God and our Father be glory for ever and ever. Amen. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven. Our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 201. Oh, do not bar your mind against the light of good, but open wide, let in the word 
and truth will be your food. Hymn number 201. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin each Sunday here at 10 o'clock a.m. with our roundtable discussion, where we talk about the lesson and other topics that need to be covered and learn to practice Christian science better in our lives. And we had a really good one again this morning, so... If you missed it, you can catch it on our website, plainfieldcs.com, and it will also be available on our, round, on our YouTube channel and our Vimeo channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 a.m., and that Sunday school is available to children anywhere in the world. And many of our Sunday school students don't live in the area, and they attend via telephone, via a dedicated teleconference number that we have just for the Sunday school. So if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, call us. We'll give you the number, and our teachers would be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives 
literally transformed through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery available for infants and toddlers. So if you do attend, you can bring the whole family. Our outreach includes 17 different websites in 17 different languages, where we offer the very finest of Christian science literature and some good music to people around the world, in many cases in their own language. And many people have found us through our websites, and we're very grateful for those who have found us. And everything that we do offer on our websites is offered free of charge. You don't have to pay anything. You don't have to join anything. Freely we have received and freely we give. And that is why we are so grateful to those of you who do contribute financially to this church. And uh, one of the articles that I'd like to point out that's featured on our English language website this morning is an article entitled, Peace Be Still to All Error. And that's by Mary Baker Eddy. Short and sweet and to the point. I recommend it highly. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from our textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Sylvia from Australia. Page 619, A Helpful Healing. I became interested in Christian science about 11 years ago and was healed of neuralgia of the stomach from which I had suffered from a child. As I grew older, the spells became more frequent and more severe. The only relief physicians could give me was by hypodermic injections of morphine. Finally, after each spell, I would be prostrated for a day or two with the after-effect of the morphine. I was entirely healed of this trouble through the study of science and health. I think I never realized what fear meant until I began to try and put into practice my understanding of Christian science for my children. I have proved, however, many times that fear can neither help nor hinder in our demonstration of truth. The first time I realized this was in the overcoming of a severe case of croup for my little boy. I was awakened one night by the sound that seems to bring terror to every mother's heart and found the little fellow sitting up in bed, gasping for breath. I got up, took him in my arms and went into the next room. My first thought was, oh, if only there was another Christian scientist in town, but there was not and the work must be done, and done quickly. I tried to treat him, but was so frightened I could not think. So I picked up Science and Health, which lay on the table beside me, and began reading aloud. I had read but a few lines, when these words came to me as though a voice spoke. The word of God is quick and powerful, 
and sharper than any two-edged sword. Almost immediately after, the little one said, Mama, sing Shepherd, our leader's hymn that both the big and the little children love. I began singing, and commencing with the second line, the little voice joined me. I shall never forget the feeling of joy and peace that came over me when I realized how quickly God's word, through science and health and the beautiful hymn, had accomplished the healing work. This is only one of many instances in which the power of God's word to heal has been demonstrated in our home. AJG, Riverside, California The Bible and the Christian Science Textbook are our only preachers. We shall now read scriptural texts and their correlative passages from our textbook. These comprise our sermon. The canonical writings, together with the word of our textbook, corroborating and explaining the Bible texts in their denominational spiritual import and application to all ages, past, present, and future, constitute a sermon undivorced from truth, uncontaminated or fettered by human hypotheses, and authorized by Christ. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 8 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Truth. The golden text is from Psalms. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. The responsive reading is from John. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, 
As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Craig will now read. The Bible. Matthew. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And he entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thought, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go into thine house. And he arose and departed to his house. John. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, Ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the Son abideth ever. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me. Because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. 
He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Judas said unto him, Not a Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us? and not unto the world. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him. We will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which he hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and shall bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Acts. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. And he went out and followed him. And wist not that it is true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. When they were past the first and second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know for surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where they were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked on the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken, named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then they said, It is his angel. 
But Peter continued knocking, and when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But he, beckoning unto them with the hand to hold their peace, declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. 2 Corinthians Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Day-Day from Georgia will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. To prevent disease or to cure it, the power of truth, of divine spirit, must break the dream of material senses. Truth has no consciousness of error. Love has no sense of hatred. Life has no partnership with death. Truth, life, and love are a law of annihilation to everything unlike themselves because they declare nothing except God. Truth has no beginning. The divine mind is the soul of man and gives man dominion over all things. Man was not created from a material basis nor bidden to obey material laws which spirit never made. His province is in spiritual statutes, in the higher law of mind. The Christ-like understanding of scientific beings and divine healing includes a perfect principle and idea, perfect God and perfect man as the basis of thought and demonstration. Knowing that soul and its attributes were forever manifested through man, the master healed the sick, gave sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, feet to the lame, thus bringing to light the scientific action of the divine mind on human minds and bodies, and giving a better understanding of soul and salvation. Jesus healed sickness and sins by one and the same metaphysical process. Since the author's discovery of the might of truth in the treatment of disease as well as of sin, her system has been fully tested and has not been found wanting. But to reach the heights of Christian science, man must live in obedience to its divine principles. To develop the full might of this science, the discords of corporeal sense must yield to the harmony of spiritual sense, even as the science of music corrects false tones and gives sweet concord to sound. Theology and physics teach that both spirit and matter are real and good, whereas the fact is that spirit is good and real, and matter is spirit's opposite. The question what is truth is answered by demonstration, by healing both disease and sin. And this demonstration shows that Christian healing confers the most health and makes the best man. On this basis, 
Christian Science will have a fair fight. Sickness has been combated for centuries by doctors using material remedies. But the question arises, is there less sickness because of these practitioners? A vigorous no is the response deducible from two conic facts. The reputed longevity of the antediluvians and the rapid multiplication and, in and increased violence of disease since the flood. Semper Paratus is truth's motto. Having seen so much suffering from quackery, the author desires to keep it out of Christian science. The two-edged sword of truth must turn in every direction to guard the tree of life. If spirit or the power of divine love bear witness to the truth, this is the ultimatum, the scientific way, and the healing is instantaneous. The procuring cause and foundation of all sickness is fear, ignorance, or sin. Disease is always induced by a false sense mentally entertained, not destroyed. Disease is an image of thought externalized. Truth brings the elements of liberty. On its banner is the soul-inspired motto, slavery is abolished. The power of God brings deliverance to the captive. No power can withstand divine love. What is this supposed power which opposes itself to God? Whence cometh it? What is it that binds man with iron shackles to sin, sickness, and death? Whatever enslaves man is opposed to the divine government. Truth makes man free. You may know when first truth leads by the fewness and faithfulness of its followers. Thus it is that the march of time bears onward freedom's banner. The powers of this world will fight and will command their sentinels not to let truth pass the guard until it subscribes to their system. But science, heeding not the appointed bayonet, marches on. There is always some tumult, but there is a rallying to truth standing. Discerning the rights of man we cannot fail to foresee the doom of all oppression. Slavery is not the legitimate state of man. God made man free. Paul said, I was free born. All men should be free. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Love and truth make free but evil and error lead into captivity. The law of Christ or truth makes all things possible to spirit, but the so-called laws of matter would render spirit of no avail and demand obedience to materialistic codes, thus departing from the basis of one God, one lawmaker. To suppose that God constitutes laws of inharmony is a mistake. Discords have no support from nature or divine law. 
however much is said to the contrary. Truth cast out all evils and materialistic methods with the actual spiritual law, the law which gives sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, voice to the dumb, feet to the lame. The infinite truth of the Christ cure has come to this age through a still small voice, through silent utterances and divine anointing, which quicken and increase the beneficial effects of Christianity. I long to see the consummation of my hope, namely the student's higher attainment in this line of life. Because truth is infinite, error should be known as nothing. Because truth is omnipotent in goodness, error, truth's opposite, has no might. Evil is but the counterpoise of nothingness. The greatest wrong is but a supposititious opposite of the highest right. The confidence inspired by science lies in the fact that truth is real and error is unreal. Error is a coward before truth. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 343. Thou art the way, to thee alone from sin and death we flee, and he who would the Father seek must seek him, Lord, by thee. Hymn number 343.
Let's now sing hymn number five. A voice from heaven we have heard, the call to rise from earth. Put armor on, the sword now gird, and for the fight go forth. The foe in ambush claims our prize, then heed high heaven's call. Obey the voice of truth, arise, and let not fear enthrall. Hymn number five. from the Christian Science textbook, 
the scientific statement of being, and the correlative passage from 1 John, third chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal air. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. And Luke. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He hath showed strength with his arm. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm.